Welcome to Gain That Tune. everybody it's game that tune and we are back in the house once again it's your boy john harrington here we got john regan with us say hey hey we've got jesse whoa my god more say hey hey we've got david fleming say hey hey and for the first time we've got a fantastic uh, new guest on the show uh possibly our longest tenured fan easily our most uh, celebrated patreon Super fan to your producer. It's Alex Messenger on the show. Alex, say hey. Hey. Awesome, man. What a show we've got coming up tonight, guys. It's a new year, new us. Uh, wait, that's not it. Uh, there's nothing really new about us. It's just, uh, it's the same old game that tuned. It's episode, what, 139 now? It's 139. Uh, 139. And feeling fine. Thank you. That was the easiest alley oop in the world. You know, it's almost like we are good at this show now. Only took 139 episodes. Um, what we're going to do around here is we're going to listen to some video game music. We've each brought three songs from a game. We're going to try and guess the games based on the songs with a little bit of trivia. We're going to goof off, have fun, talk a bunch of nonsense, and the winner at the end of the night picks a theme for the next episode. Um, and I won the last episode. It was uh, it was good to close out the year on a victory. Wait, um, wait, what? I won the last episode. Oh, uh, sorry, Jesse. You uh, you sat out the last episode. <laughs> what are you talking about? I won. Uh, I picked fighting games. Right. Um, and I don't, I don't know how to, like, end this bit. <laughs> but, uh, I, well, I picked the fighting game. What What the hell? What am I supposed to do? Okay, okay. Well, well since David stomped all over my intro. What if you picked, like, RPGs or something? I'm totally fucked. Right. Or, like, <laughs> or music dancing games. Like, what do I do? Uh, well, maybe, know, maybe, we, maybe we have a theme that a fighting game could fit. John, what is the theme for this episode? David, thank you for asking. It's a free play. One, zero, are you ready? Game that tune. Replay. We don't reward mediocrity on this show. What? Yes, you do. This was before I personally discovered Jenna Jameson as an artistic talent. David has drawn a penis, which is uh, disgusting and foul, and quite frankly, uh, you should be off the show for that. Like, I, don't, I never just up as a regular fox. I strictly use the rocket fox. Dude. <laughs> the red rocket fox. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Oh, God, no. I feel like I missed a chapter or two in this story. Your mama's so fat, she looks like the Mega Man from the box art of Mega Man 1. Oh, man, come on! Uncalled for! Johnny, give us your top five fox penises. <laughs> Miles Prowers, number one. This guy kind of gives me the creeps. <laughs> yes, that's right, everybody. We're back with a fantastic free play to start the new year. Uh, and you heard it here second actually if you heard last week's episode you know miles prower is johnny's number one fox penis so with that in mind johnny never discuss something like that on the show ever again and uh how dare you let's jump into it man what's uh, what's game one tonight game one
A ROM for this game leaked on April 26, 2016. This is the first time in the entire series that a game was leaked before the release date. So while everybody is finalizing their answers, I have additional piece of trivia, which won't help at all, but I just thought this was really interesting. The ellipsis punctuation mark is used 101 times in this game. <gasps> the like three dots for waiting. Right, right, right. I was like, hmm. I just thought that was interesting. It's like, oh wow. There were a lot of dramatic pauses in this game. Indeed. So who's got some answers? So much like we're dramatic pausing right now before revealing these answers. Yeah. Let's see, um... <clears throat> oh, so close. John Regan has a drawing of a penis. Alex and Jesse say Kirby Planet Robobot, while John Harrington says Kirby Planet Robo-Bobo-Bobo-Bobot. Um, that's a hat trick. It is! Get points, but we still had three correct guesses, so it counts as a hat trick. <laughs> I think you're on the ice. <laughs>
Because yeah, what I happens? Just make sure. What happens if four people score points at, at once? They're like, uh, we, we don't have a super hat trick. We have a free play jingle. No God. Yeah. <laughs> no. Well, I actually, I've been hearing this term get thrown around called a pants trick. Hey, so maybe that's a thing. I like it. Yeah, we've had a couple of those before on Game That Tune, so uh, might yeah. as well might as well adopt. Especially when Johnny goes to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so awesome, uh, Kirby Planet Robo Bobo 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 Bot. Um, not really yes. that hard of a title to pronounce. I don't know why I keep going back to that. It just feels like there's too many bows in the name. Um, but uh, this game looked really I'm- dope. Uh, David, is this game dope? Uh, this game is in fact. <laughs> Dope! Whoa! Good! Have you not have you not played Planet Robo Bobo Bobo Bot? I have not. I have Really? I have Robo Bobo 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 not. Oh, I see what you did there. Yeah, it's that was a bad one. Good night, everybody. Um, that was some shoddy <laughs> joke. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I felt really gross after doing it. Uh, As one should with Johnny jokes. Yeah. Mm. And I'm um, dad of course. <laughs> I I would highly recommend tracking this game down. I dare say it's top three Kirby games. Hmm. What an audacious statement. Almost a hot take. Oh shit, I just killed the sound because I had to type something to fix ah! something. <laughs> so I don't have it pulled up David's right now. David's hot take will not be acknowledged. So. That's alright, I can bring it up again. Yeah. Um, but no, Ooh. like this game's really good. And it's intensely fun. Um, because I got Kirby Triple Deluxe on the 3DS, where it's basically like a standard Kirby game, but every so often you get this weird rainbow seed that lets you suck up lots of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, okay, this this is fun, but it's just like, here's Kirby, and here's like our one little gimmick that we're gonna add to make it special. Um, and then Planet Robobot comes out, it's like, oh, it's Kirby, but he's got a mech suit. Alright, I, I bet this is gonna be like the same kind of thing, like three levels in the game, you get to pilot this little robot thing, it'll be fun. No, like, you pilot this mech quite frequently, and it kind of changes the game because the mech can copy in addition to Kirby's copies. Oh, really? So you get, like, different abilities. So instead of, you know, Bomb Kirby just throws bombs, well, Bomb Robobot Kirby, like, releases these little like tracking robots that will climb up walls and detonate so there's all sorts of puzzles that you can do um yeah the the robobot forms are really interesting and fun Uh, i think my favorite might be spark robobot who you can shoot little like electric zaps or you know like normally you can charge spark and shoot out like a big electric ball um instead you just shoot like a giant beam across the screen Hmm. so it becomes this super powerful like kamehameha it's kind of amazing. Yeah, it doesn't really sound like a spark at that point, but it sounds good. Uh, hmm. I like I like and robots, and I like Kirby. This, this seems like it should be right up my alley. Yeah. Yeah, and it's uh, like the whole like graphical design of the game, because there's these aliens that invade that try to mechanize everything. So you're fighting like familiar Kirby enemies, but they're like cyborg robot digitized versions. Like, you fight Wispy Woods, but he's got, like, the Terminator eye, and eventually he sprouts, like, mechanical legs and starts chasing you through the level. Okay, now we're talking. You know, I'd like to watch a uh, version of the Terminator in which you're being pursued by Wispy Woods. That's uh, that's pretty good. And now, who does Kirby impregnate in order to send someone forward to the future to 
prevent this robot uprising. Does that happen? How, how much of it is like Terminator? Um, well, Kirby doesn't impregnate anyone because he's too, like, pure and innocent. Yeah. If anybody no impregnates pigs. somebody, it's probably Meta Knight. Because let's be real, like, ladies love Meta Knight. I, I still think no penis, though. I mean, it's tricky with these Kirby characters. They're just balls. Oh, <laughs> Meta Knight's packing. Let's be real here. I guess. Meta Knight's packing. Sure. I mean, he has that cape, he has that mask, he has that sword, he has oh. that big dick energy. Yeah, the, the, the penis is under the cape. That's gotta be it. Uh, That's why it can fly around and stuff. Yeah, exactly. He's yeah. solid. He just, like, helicopter dicks around. Okay, so if That's it's, how he flies. So if it's not a Terminator-based story, how's the how's the story? Does it have your uh, usual Kirby fun, uh, fun romp of a story? It's actually interesting, because, you know, Kirby stories are usually like, someone took our ice cream! Yeah. Oh no! Oh right, Johnny like, gets emotional about Kirby stories! Johnny, uh... This game... <laughs> This game has kind of a bittersweet story, because, like, you, it, like, like a lot of Kirby games, it seems like it's cute and, like, colorful on top, but there's, like, weird, bizarre, eldritch horrors underneath, like, yes. this game has some real bittersweet moments towards the end, like, I don't want to spoil anything, oh, but... Oh, that's the whole thing, I was trying to bait you into spoiling the whole thing. The ending to this game is <laughs> fucking nuts! <laughs> This game, it, I... Well, rather, I don't, okay. even, I don't even know if it's the ending. I just know there's uh, there's hidden details for the, the, you know, Kirby lore enthusiasts. I think, like, it's on, like, the pause screen. If you pause during a boss, it tells you a story about, like, certain characters. And it's like, oh, no. Like, once you piece together the story, it's uh, kind of the most tragic thing ever. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty tragic. And I will also I say, that. like, the, um... If you're, if you're a longtime Kirby fan... The final boss is kind of amazing because I remember playing. It's like, oh, you're gonna fight, you know, the final boss, and here's the big giant ending because Kirby games have to have like, you think this is the end, but it goes like completely balls to the wall, insane, big, everything. It's like, wait, that looks like, oh shit, <laughs> like, yeah. Um, okay, this this point I will spoil. Okay, so uh, I won't spoil the story. I'll spoil the final boss. Spoiler. But, um, oh wait, you're not gonna spoil the story. I want to well, spoil the story. The story is the say. coolest part. <laughs> Let me just say, I've personally played a few levels of this game because it was uh, Betsy's and she just gave me some levels that she couldn't beat. Ah. But I actually watched her beat the final boss, and that final boss is fucking crazy. So, Props to Betsy. Okay, <laughs> yeah, so you, you have crazy. played the final boss, right? Yeah, it's okay. like a clock-like deal. I was going to say, I want to make sure that I don't spoil it. It's basically, if I remember, I think it's like a mechanical clockwork version of Nova from Kirby Superstar. Nope. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, like, as soon as like that, why does that look familiar? And then I looks like, oh god, this is Nova from I think it was Milky Way Wishes, who like tries to like conquer and digitize the galaxy. Like, yeah. No. God, Kirby games, like, uh, okay. why are you so deep? Okay, now, but the story, like the fucked up tragic story. Do you know that whole thing? You know, I I haven't played this game, so I, I don't know the that. characters. I only know like the broad strokes. But uh, I remember reading like an article about him being like, wow, Kirby games are really uh, really going for it on the like old boy level uh, fucked up twists. <laughs> oh my god, I would love a, Col a Kirby old boy it's crossover. similarly tragic. There's no daughter fucking in the game, but it's uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Waddle D! Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's still pretty fucked up, man. Um, David, do you mind if I spoil Kirby this? Or do, you know, do you know enough of it to spoil it? <laughs> no, I do. I just don't feel comfortable spoiling it, but if you want to, yeah. <sighs> How many years has this game been out for? Couple. Couple? <laughs> It's okay to spoil it. Spoiler alert, yeah. spoiler alert, spoiler alert. 
So, uh, from what I understand, uh, one of the villains in this game is some guy named Haltman. Um, yeah, he, he, like, runs the company that's trying to, like, digitize and mechanize the world. Yeah, he created a machine, and it ends up, like, you know, causing all the problems of the game. And I don't know the full story of the game, but uh, there's also a girl that works for the company uh, whose name I can't think of offhand, but she's, like... Susie, I Yeah, Susie, who's, like, villain-adjacent. Um, and, like, in the end, you're fighting these giant machines... And again, you find these details out through, like, pause screens in the game. They have descriptions of, like, uh, backstory and stuff like that. And, uh, David, if you can fill this in without, you know, all the uhs and mm's, go for it. You know, I'm trying to remember it. Well, there's, there's, like, a, there's a part where, like, you think Haltman is going to be the villain because Susie is just kind of, like, his cute female robot secretary. Right. Um, and then eventually, like, you end up fighting both of them, and then Susie kind of takes control. Um... And Haltman, he says something like, oh, why did I build such a machine? Why did I do this? And, oh, this is awful. And it turns out, like, you find out that Susie is either, like, based upon or, like, a mechanical version of his daughter. So, like, he tried to bring his daughter back to life and she ends up trying to take over the universe and mechanize everything. Yeah, that's the thing. From what I understood, it's like, you know, he gets defeated as, like, part of the battle with the giant machine. But he had created the machine because he lost his daughter in an accident. And then, but, like, his daughter comes back. She's Susie, but she, like, didn't tell him or something. So he's built this machine to bring her back. She's been back the whole time, or I guess possibly a robot version of her. And then he ultimately is killed by a machine that he used to, uh, like, try to bring back his daughter who was there the whole time. It's like, oh, no, that's terrible and fucked up. Like, she could have just been like, hey, Dad, why don't we cool, cool it on the machine? I'm right here. Like... And then, you know, you go into space and fight, like, a giant clock space cloud yeah. monster. I love this shit, man. Kirby, but, oh, man, yeah, it's, it's good shit. Yeah, I think... Kirby yeah. lore is amazing. Yeah. Like, that, that is a Wikipedia rabbit hole worth your time. Yes, it is. Johnny, I assume you'll be reading that later tonight as you fall asleep. Just, like, yep, yeah. crying yourself you're, to you're sleep. You're 100% right. <laughs> <laughs> Boning up on Kirby, Kirby Planet Robobot. Uh, which I do believe Johnny owns a 3DS and could play, so I think Johnny should yes. play. <laughs> I think you should. Yes. Yeah. No, it's it's an excellent game. Um, it introduced a surprisingly fun ability, because um, there was the doctor ability, there was like a psychic ability, and there was the poison. And poison's a lot of fun, because it's a lot like the water ability, like you just shoot clouds and streams and everything, but because it's poison, if you hit an enemy, it just constantly damages them. Oh. Which is not something that there's ever been in a Kirby game before. Right. So it, it really shakes up how you use it. And, and um, see, the, the hat that you get, you get like a little headband with like a stream of poison above it. Mm. And the headband is shaped like a coral snake, which I thought was a really cute touch. My only problem with that is Kirby games are adorable. And I would feel bad poisoning those poor characters. <laughs> like, you know. Well, I mean, it's not like they're actually poisoned. The like... And then you fucking poison him. <laughs> and he just like starts vomiting all over the place. And, you know. Yeah, eating them is okay. Yeah, exactly. Sucking them it's... up and making them disappear and stealing their abilities. That's yeah, one make, thing. Make, make, making them feel like they have the flu for two to three days to suddenly just get better and then kill over dead <laughs> with ricin is a terrible way to play a Kirby Jesus game. <laughs> I mean, it, all that happens is they get like a little purple tint to them and maybe like some bubbles. It's not like you see Mr. Frosty like vomiting up intestines okay. or anything like that. God, if you did. That's you know, <laughs> it's good, man. But still, I, I would feel bad. They're, they're too darn cute. But anyway, I, I think you meant I think you meant vomiting up ice testings. There's the <laughs> Johnny <laughs> joke. <laughs> Whew, the burden's been lifted yeah, from me. Too. <laughs>
else on uh, Planet RoboBobot? No, it is an amazing game, and like I said, uh, Johnny prepped the soundboard. I, I would go so far to say, top three Kirby games. Hot take. There you have it, folks. David's bot take? Oh. You're better than that, John. Hot I'm so take. not better than that, man. Let's keep it going. Game 2.
Alright, so this is a shmup with a pretty unique gameplay mechanic. You can switch between different firing modes. Uh, you can fire forward, you can fire behind, you can fire simultaneous up and down, and you can fire in a four-directional diagonal pattern. I have to be careful when I turn this board over to not hit the erase button. <laughs> tricky, tricky. Yeah. Let's uh, let's see a few answers here. Ooh, all right. So Alex says zero wing with a question mark, which is incorrect. Jesse says Raiden, which is incorrect. Um, John says not Thunder Force, which is technically correct. And David says Hellfire, which is correct. Whoa. Whoa! I always get What's excited when I have a different answer from <laughs> nice other one. people, and I'm the last one to go because it makes me think that I guessed correctly. Oh yeah, no, there's there's clues to figuring out when you've gotten the game correct. Mostly when we wait to announce your game last. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so, but yeah, we should change that pattern up. But then it kind of ruins it if David get you know got the wrong game. Uh, <laughs> he got yeah, it if correct. I, if I say, so the rest of I the say, guys who I haven't announced are fucked. Exactly. Yeah, if I start with who got it right, everyone's gonna pull their answer down. I don't get to read any of the good, funny ones. Oh, come like, on, man! Not you know you want to pull our answers down. <laughs> um, I'm what's always Hellfire? down to do that? No matter. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you said pants. You said answers. I know. Our, okay. It's a bad connection, David. I'm always just trying to bait you into this uh, accidental uh, GTT stuff, man. Um, <laughs> so, Hellfire is a shmup for the Sega Genesis. Your ship in space and you're shooting things. That's basically the game. It's got pretty solid graphics, and I really dig this soundtrack. I got, I'm not gonna lie, you know our 24-7 radio station? I got way into the weeds in um, investigating highly accurate Sega Genesis audio reproducing sound libraries 
Because the one we use is pretty good, but there's better. And (laughs) I found some videos comparing like how different Sega Genesis models sound. Because also another little known fact is different models of the Sega Genesis have slightly different sound chips with slightly different output. Oh my Uh, god. The Model 1 is considered the best. The Model 2 is considered pretty trash. (laughs) (laughs) So... I'm and sorry. this game, Hellfire, was used in one of those demo videos I watched, and I was like, this soundtrack is fucking amazing! <laughs> like, yeah. whoa! Yeah, it, it is, man, and actually, Alex wasn't far off, man. He said Zero Wing, which was made by the same developer. Um, mm. I don't remember, uh, you know, where I saw it, but uh, fucking, that, that I, company, Toaplan, or Toplan, or however it's pronounced, they made a shitload of shmups! And yeah. a lot of them have good soundtracks, and are for, like, the Genesis, and, like, the Z Spectrum and shit. And, uh, yeah, yeah. I, uh, Zero Wing is quite good because Zero Wing, uh, as I'm sure you know, but maybe our listeners don't, <laughs> Zero Wing is all your base are belong to us. So is that quite good? <laughs> well, the localization's not quite Someone good. Everything the ball. else, pretty good. But the music is great. <laughs> also, right. Jesse, I just I want to take a moment to thank Jesse and appreciate you because everyone remembers all your base are belong to us. No one remembers someone set us up the bomb. Which I think is a better quote. Like, I think Um, that's hilarious. I remember launch every zig for... No, I'm sorry. Take off every zig for great justice. Yeah, Yeah, for great justice. (laughs) Oh, shit. Is Zero Wing where for great justice comes from? Yes. I legit did not know that. Ah. Oh, wow. So, for those not in the know, because I don't own it anymore, I used to own... (laughs) I used to own forgreatjustice.org. And for a long time, that was the unofficial Neskimos fan site that I ran. Ugh. I still have a mirror of it up. If you go to FGJ, like for great justice, FGJ.jrjrtech.com, you can find okay, all kinds of Neskimo stuff. They don't need to know that. <laughs> it has nothing to do with Hellfire. Are, are you <laughs> kidding me? Like, everyone is clearly concerned about what we were into in middle school on the internet. Listen, everybody listening, the whole reason we're doing this podcast is because of the goddamn Neskimos. They're a major influence on us and what we do today. Yeah, and everyone you hear should. my first episode of Covered Up, for Christ's sake? Yeah, Jeez. True, yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're right. But the Neskimos are... David thinks we are. The Neskimos are the velvet 40s? underground of this podcast. <laughs> you know, David's made a few references to, like, things that happened in 2004 as though they were in middle school. Yeah, I was and... like, why were we drinking together? <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> I just violated a whole lot yeah. of laws. Jesus Listen. I first saw the Neskimos when I was in students working against tobacco at a um, skimboard pro-am tournament in St. Augustine Beach. Jesus Christ, John, that was the most St. Augustine thing anybody's ever said. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> so I specifically remember that I was definitely in high school because I was, one, in SWAT, and two, had that huge crush on that Alex girl, you know, like... That's and definitely went, 2003, Johnny. And you went to a skimboard contest. <laughs> yeah. I think Johnny should skimboard. have another drink, the way he's talking like. If we're going to relive high school memories, let's get him another old-fashioned. So, Alex, <laughs> as the one of us here who is not from Florida, how does, uh, you know, what's what's your story on getting into video game music? Did it involve skimboarding? Hellfire? Or, uh, <laughs> yeah. or Hellfire at all? Uh, or middle school? I mean, I would say close, but actually not really, no. It has nothing yeah. to do with that. Yeah, our experience is completely different than yours. <laughs> I mean, I think for you guys, maybe it's just a, a Florida thing, maybe a Southern thing. I mean, I'm from the North, so... Yeah. I mean, our what thing is, is like, uh, pretty much, it, it's kind of like Canada up there, but not really. 
Right, what's the Pennsylvania equivalent of like a fucking skimboarding competition? Like, what's the specific? Should we explain what hockey? skimboarding is? <laughs> no, 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 no. Just what is what is something that's very fucking specific to where you live? The only people from that area like really get. You're like Oklahoma, Oklahoma has noodling. If you don't know what noodling is, you've never been to Oklahoma. Noodling is great. Is it just playing a guitar? No. No, noodling is that thing where you shove your uh, you, you shove your fist into a catfish and rip it out of the water. Oh, like, I thought that was called catfisting. <laughs> no, that's the thing that on the internet where you know you you meet somebody, you know you talk for a while, and then you know you have them go somewhere else, and they're like, "It's a really where good MTV you? show." Then you disappear. <laughs> yeah, Alex has noodled a lot of women. <laughs> Wait, who said it was Episode women? Title. <laughs> uh, um, Man, so. I was all upset because I was really hoping the episode title would be Meta Knight's Big Dick Energy, and now I get the feeling the episode title is Noodling. Yeah, <laughs> Alex noodled a lot noodling. of women. But yeah, so all that is to say that none of us have anything to say about Hellfire. Uh, a fantastic shmup for the Sega Genesis. Um, and yeah, I, you know, I don't know, Johnny, you gotta you know, bring us back around or <laughs> keep us on track on this one. I, I don't know so, what to say. Music, music is great, and if you look, I'll, I'll send a link to you guys to the video comparing the Model 1 and Model 2 Genesis sound, <laughs> and you'll hear the difference immediately <laughs> Things, between it. Takeaways from this discussion. Teleplan, great music from uh, Shmup Games in the late 80s. Uh, for Great Justice, the Neskimos fan site. Who are the Neskimos? Go check out Covered Up to find out. What is skimboarding? Uh, maybe look into that if you're not from Florida. Are we doing skimboarding? Like a... It's similar to noodling. Yeah, are we doing like it's a... not like noodling, but it's a, it's a St. Augustine thing. It's, it's like a, a regional dialect. Uh, and Although also, I, the pirates are apparently not good. So, you know, there's... Uh, like it's kind of, like, impressive that they made so many shmups specifically in this time. Like, within a four-year period, there were, like, 40 shmups released, minimum. Yes. Like, oh, yeah. For some no. reason, it was just oh, yeah. everywhere. The 16-bit kind of era really lended itself to shmups because you could get a lot of shit on screen at once. You'd have like some great-looking graphics compared to the previous generation. Um, things are overall faster. You had blast processing to speed God. things up a lot. You got to say it. Ugh. You have to. I just feel like like plat <laughs> mascot platformers, beat 'em ups, and shmups were like the games of '89 to '92. And sports yeah. games, right? And oh, yeah. also also RPGs. Um, so every game, <laughs> I feel like games. I feel like RPGs came out a little bit like later. So yeah. RPGs existed in the Super I mean, like, like, they, they existed, but like the golden age was like ninety three to ninety six. Like oh, yeah, we tail into the Super Nintendo no, into Super the PlayStation Nintendo, One. Buddy. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that's all for our future discussion podcast of huh. uh, various golden ages. Uh, look forward to that. Ooh. You know. Uh, God, I wish I could come up Have with a decent title for that. <laughs> I don't know, the Golden Eye? Yeah. <laughs> Just like Golden That Age. Um, what? What are you yeah. trying to do? No, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that does sound terrible and filthy. Uh, Johnny, should we uh, keep talking about this or should we go to the next game? <laughs> we should go to the next game. Oh, you're right, John. Game you're right. Three. <laughs>
actually did not prepare any trivia for this, so I'm just winging it on the top of my head. Um, <laughs> Welcome to Game That Tune. Who's Johnny now? <laughs> In classic Johnny fashion, Alex. Oh, God. He's the dunk. Johnny now. <laughs> you know, just like how this episode is, you know, my debut appearance on Game That Tune, this game is actually the debut game from this uh, indie game studio. And it's also the debut uh, soundtrack for this composer. Good enough. Hmm.
So, uh, how are you guys feeling? Okay-ish? Pretty good. Surprisingly good. Not excellent, but, you know, we'll see. Johnny says, uh, was it say Garden Gnome Carnage? Uh, that is incorrect. David says uh, VVVVVV. That is also incorrect. Uh, Jesse and John have the right answer of the messenger. <laughs> Why did I not think of that? Ah! Son of a bitch. <laughs> it was sitting right there in front of you, man. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, David and I were on the right track. Oh, no, the same, I'm not the right track because we got it wrong. We were on the, <laughs> the same track. Yeah. No. Which is that, Not at all you know, right I, I, I was like, this sounds a lot like VVVVVV, but like, I'm pretty sure I've used that before. So what else has this guy done? Oh, he did Gnome, Garden Gnome Carnage. Okay, maybe that's it. Right. Have Damn you it. used VVVVVV before? Absolutely have. we have. All right, well, now I feel even doubly like a dumbass, so I'm <laughs> Soak it up, David. Soak it up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was going to make myself another drink to drown my sorrows in, but you I should be here for the messenger conversation. Uh, well, I yeah, can't play this game, drink, but man. I want to play this game because it looks fucking awesome. It yeah. is yeah. awesome. Ninjas. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that's all I got. I've, ninjas. I haven't played. Who it become sixteen-bit ninjas? Yeah. Um, Alex, you got to talk this one up, man. Because yeah, I actually never. Uh, I haven't started playing this one yet. I think I downloaded it around Black Friday because there was a sale on Switch eShop. But uh, I haven't actually uh, haven't actually touched this one. It's uh, just sitting there in the backlog. It's fucking Super Smash Bros. derailed everything for me. Um, yeah, if uh, if anybody's been in the uh, VGM podcast fans group, uh, yeah, I've kind of really talked this game up like big time. <laughs> like I love this game. I I mean. Maybe this is a bit of a bold statement to say. I I think it's as good as Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Maybe one of the best Ooh. games of 20, 2018. I almost flubbed that right there. <laughs> but uh, yeah, everything. Johnny, about that's it. your cue. That's your cue. Yeah. <laughs> hot take. You did it, Alex. You got a hot take on the show. <laughs> uh, the the real test is: Can you get a Mario two sound? It's not that hard. Mm. <laughs> yeah, no, there's a lot of things you can do to get that. I'm going to save that when he earns it. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny's the arbiter of the Mario 2 sound, and he doesn't throw it around all willy-nilly. Oh, no. Yes, he does. <laughs> See? You had to earn it, man. You, had to, you have to tell a lie. <laughs> uh, yeah, Dire Crow in the uh, Discord chat, he was asking, would you say Game of the Year 2018? And I would say, Yes. Wow. <laughs> now, wow. my now question I feel is, to play. if they had called this game John Harrington, would I find what? it to be Game of the Year 2018? I, I don't know, I might. Like, <laughs> you know, does it help that it's your namesake? I mean, is you know, it, is it, it might awesome seem game, like, or is it, it like might seem like I have some bias for it, but <laughs> I mean, I guess it, you know, that's how I kind of heard about this game was because of the name. But I'm really glad I did find out about this game because, like I said, this game is amazing. It's just one of those games where, like, everything is just great about it. You know, the gameplay, the music. Um, yeah. So it's, uh, so for those not in the know, which I don't know who would not be in the know at this point if you're listening to this show, uh, <laughs> it's a ninja game, and the only things I know about it is at some point... It starts out in your 8-bit, and then something happens, and you go into the 16-bit world, and it's ninja platforming stuff, 
and the music is dope. <laughs> like, it took some time to grow on me, because when I first started listening to it, I'm like, eh, soundtrack's fine, and then I'm like, no, wait, this, uh, this soundtrack's kind of like an earworm, like, banger-ass soundtrack. I, uh, I'm kind of digging it. <laughs> well, the thing that I, you know, really find cool about the game is it, it, it starts off like a, like a Ninja Gaiden, you know, throwback, and then, like, halfway through the game, it just turns into a, a Metroidvania, and that, you know, oh. you're able to, like, go through, like, these portals that switch back and forth between two different time periods, which they're represented by, you know, 8-bit and 16-bit. Like, the graphics oh. would change, and also the music, so, you know, if you're wondering why, like, that first track was, you know, 8-bit sounding, and then, like, the last two was, uh, 16-bit, that's why. Yeah. No, the soundtrack's really cool, and I do like the, you know, it's it's like a fun way of doing, like, a modern kind of retro game. Like, I, I don't know why, like, once this came out, I, I just immediately thought, like, man, why the fuck didn't, like, every game recently, like, that was an 8-bit, like, remake game do this? Like, why don't we have a 16-bit, like, Shovel Knight Dimensions or some shit? Like, <laughs> it just, uh, it, you know, it's too good of an idea for this to have been, like, the game to, like, roll it out, and, you know. I'm just like, that needs to happen all the time. Like, you know, a Mega Man Dimensions, or... Uh, I'm trying to think of games that get, like, fucking See, that just makes remakes. me think of Mega Man Universe, and now I'm sad. Okay, I'm sorry for that, David. <laughs> I do apologize. But, like, think about, like... You know, I, I know they would never do it because, like, they're in the business of making cheap cash-ins, but, like, that Disney uh, Saturday morning, like, collection or whatever, like... Think if they had had the 8-bit, like, Tailspin game, but you could, like, flip a button and go into, like, a nice 16-bit Tailspin game. Like... It'd be pretty I'm fucking thinking, cool. <laughs> or if they, like, I'm thinking, they combine... I'm sorry, Johnny, I'm going to cut you off. If they combine, like, the messenger mechanic with um, that um, Wonder Boy remake, where you could yeah, swap between, like, the pixel and graphics that. and hand-drawn animation, like... But if that was... I'm kind of going off that Disney idea of, like, if that was a part of the game where, like, you're in an 8-bit world and somehow you have to jump out into the real world and it becomes, like, hand-drawn animation. Oh, and dude. then you jump back into the game in the pixelated form. Yeah. Actually, that'd be pretty great. Like, three dimensions. 8-bit, 16-bit, and then, like, Dragon's Trap, like, cartoon Damn it. Did they do that with That's where I was going. Final <laughs> Fantasy VIII on 3DS? I thought they did something like that, or going to. I know there was... Say it was like a Dragon Quest remake or something, where like the top screen was yeah. all like really beautiful, like updated sprite graphics and everything, and the bottom screen was like the overworld map, and it was an 8-bit. Yeah, I dig it. I mean, yeah. I, it's... I wish more game studios would kind of like play with this idea, like multiple graphic styles for storytelling purposes. Yeah, I'm just gonna go ahead and get David to like bust his nut all over the camera. A uh, Shantae game. In which you alternate between, you know, the cartoon and chart style, Ooh. 8 bits and 16 bits. How's it taste? <laughs> <laughs> That's the most yeah, beautiful the, thing I've ever heard. You can't control the oh, yeah. <laughs> That's, that... Oh god, like, hit it. Because WayForward's so good about their sprite animations, and then they've got, like, the HD, like, hand-drawn vision. Oh god! Yeah. Well, they did that in one of the games. They had a level that was straight out of the Game Boy Color game, didn't they? In, they uh, did, yes. Pirate's I don't remember if it was... I think it was Pirate's Curse. Yeah, like it was one Pirate's of the, Curse, because that's literally the only one I played. <laughs> I yeah, there was, like, there was like a hidden room in one of the dungeons that was straight up like a recreation of the Game Boy Color dungeon. Ooh, and you know, they could actually, way forward with Shantae thing, could go like 
four dimensions. Four bits for Game Boy, <laughs> eight bits for NES, 16 bits, and then beautiful, colorful cartoon art style. And, uh, oh, yeah, just think of when it. When you said fourth dimension, I thought you were going to somehow make the console, like, make you time travel. <laughs> Yeah. You're just like not in real life, fourth dimensionally. Isn't that what we're doing here? Talking about shifting between dimensions and bit styles and things like that. Isn't that kind of a central tenet of the messenger? Um, <laughs> See, now that you're talking about is. that, and this this is the last tangent, and then we can get back to the messenger. Like talking about the different graphical styles of Shantae. Now all I really want is like a super Shantae maker, oh. where like <laughs> Game Boy Color sprites and like HD animation are the different forms you can make the level in. Yeah, no, they, they need to apply the maker model to every platforming game ever, because, uh... <laughs> Including the messenger! Yes! You know, the messenger maker would be fantastic, because, you know, making some ninja That's games... That's how you do a segue! He's, he's right. <laughs> but, uh, so, Alex, I'm assuming you played this game, like, front to back. Uh, you know, if it's in your Game of the Year discussion, I, you know, I have to assume it's, uh, it's fantastic. So, you know, soundtrack, ninjas, Metroidvania, bits, I mean, uh... <laughs> It sounds like it's right <laughs> up everybody's alley. Like, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I definitely recommend the game. Like, <laughs> you know, I, I just been praising it for. Oh, when did it come out? Like August? Yeah, ever since August, I've been like, you know, stop what you're doing, play this fucking game. Oh yeah, I forgot that. How actually, difficult would you say it is? Yeah, speak to the difficulty because uh, ninja games, I think, are famously difficult in the uh, 16-bit pantheon. <laughs> Um, I, the game's not really too difficult. I mean, Such you know, there's magical. some sections where, you know, maybe you'll deal with, like, you know, some tough platforming or maybe a boss fight or two, you know, kind of frustrated me, but it's really not too bad. But, I mean, the game is not, like, you know, a total breeze either, so. Okay, cool. Yeah, it shouldn't be. Uh, yeah. Because uh, Ninja Gaiden's hard as fuck. Yeah, see, yeah. And I feel like Ninja Gaiden, it's hard, but it, I don't think it's hard with, like, some modern, uh, whatever the word is. Like, you know, if uh, if there's no game overs that play in Ninja Gaiden, I feel like it's less hard. Like, if you're just kind of going back to level, like, like how Sonic games to me used to be hard, and then I played Sonic Mania, and I actually managed to beat it. It's like... <laughs> Well, you know, if you can like save your progress and just kind of keep trying the same level over again, it's. Uh, I feel like some of these older games aren't quite as hard. So maybe the Messenger, like, it's uh, it's hard and it's rewarding for its challenge. But like uh, with some modern uh, modern stuff to it, maybe it's uh, maybe it's just modern game design that makes things less hard. But I don't know because I haven't played it. It's just sitting there. I really should play it. I, you know, I'm, if I had known this was going to be on the show tonight, I would have played it by now. I, I mean, jeez. I'm actually glad that you uh, brought that up because, I mean, there's not, like, lives or anything, you know, in that game. And, like, really your only punishment for dying is, uh, well, every time you die, you uh, you get taken back, I guess, in time, back, in a, back to a, a checkpoint by this, like, little demon guy. And he's like, okay, you know, I brought you back to life, but I'm going to follow you around for a little bit. And, uh... <laughs> The like the currency in the in the game, it's like these little crystal things called uh, time shards or, or something like that. And like, you know, as you're like grabbing these, you know, as the little guy is following you, he'll just like take them and be like, oh, okay, well, you paid me off now. I'm gonna go away. I like it. I like it a lot. That's uh, so, it's reminiscent of Shovel Knight's thing, which so, when I played Shovel Knight was so uh, it made me really happy that they used that system instead of lives. Like, you fall into a pit, 
your gold goes flying out and like you know you lose some gold that's your lives you can maybe go back and get the gold and like keep going if you lost it in a really shitty position you can't it's gone you know moving on but it's like as long as you got some loot you got some lives i think it's a much better system than just making people collect lives or having a, a finite number of lives before a like a big punishing game over happens so yeah i uh, i like so it when you, hmm? i was gonna say you die in the messenger you go back to a checkpoint and you just lose some of your currency so it's essentially super mario odyssey that too, yeah. Mario Odyssey totally borrowed that mechanic. So. Say, so the Messenger and Mario Odyssey, practically the same game. Yes, exactly. Um, you heard it here first, folks. Damn it, we retired that bit. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> I have a question before we move we're on. We're bringing though. it out because we have been, a special guest. That's true. We gotta, this gotta has been give bothering the best me for a few minutes. <laughs> for the past few minutes, this has really been bothering me. John, you say you beat Sonic Mania. Have you beaten it with every single character in their own save file? Like, have you beaten it with Sonic and with Knuckles Whoa, and with Tails and with no, May no. and with, I mean, and with Ray and with Mighty? Certainly And not. Mania Mode. No, no, you no. You have not beaten Sonic Mania, my friend. Okay, well, I'm sorry to insult the Sonic <laughs> okay. guy around here, but I'm saying that I've, <laughs> literally, I've literally never played the ending. When John says he beat Sonic Mania, he's seen the ending. Exactly. I got that reward. He's seen, I got that one screen where it's seen, Sonic like. <laughs> you've seen a ending. Spoiler. Jeez. <laughs> You tell me there's another ending? Son of a bitch! In medium, uh, in medium <laughs> mode, yes, there is. You telling me you beat a Sonic game and you get a picture of Sonic giving you a thumbs up? What the hell, man? Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, they're really integrating the uh, Sonic fan art in these Sonic games now. <laughs> <laughs> that whole Sonic game was just Sonic fan art. <laughs> you gotta beat it with without all the Chaos Emeralds and with all the Chaos Emeralds. There's always two different endings. Johnny, you know goddamn well I didn't beat it with any Chaos Emeralds. Come on, man. Yeah. Oh, I, well, I, I have never gotten all the Chaos Emeralds. And <laughs> the only time is when I found out that sound uh, test code on Sonic 2. I was like, finally, I can be super Sonic. So, uh. <laughs> um, so anyway, we allowed Johnny to whip his big old Sonic discussion into the middle of the messenger. So uh, <laughs> I don't think that's the D word you were going to use. Yeah, it's, you know, it's this big old whop, fantastic discussion. <laughs> it's, uh, it's all over this uh, this, this uh, discussion. So, um, Alex, anything else on the messenger before we, uh, before we keep going to the next game? <laughs> Uh, stop watching the stream and buy the game. He's right. Nope. Um, you know, uh, Alex, as a guest on Game That Tune, I won't be the first to officially ask you this question. Um, how much would you be willing to pay for the messenger? Ooh. <laughs> Full price. Um. <laughs> is it on Switch? It is. Yes, it is on Switch. It is. I mean, other than uh, a PC, it's uh, it's a Switch exclusive. I mean, Nintendo really uh, won out on that. Yeah, that's no, a good um, look for them. Those ninjas. I mean, I think it's normally on there for, I think, 20 bucks. And I mean, I would easily pay 60 for it. Shit. Oh, wow. Yeah. That is high praise, man, because, yeah. I, uh, so, so I was thinking of, like, upwards of 8 maybe $10. So, like, 60 That's high praise. See, I think I caught it on the Black Friday sale. I think I had been doing a bunch of online shopping with, like, uh, a bunch of Christmas alcohol in my uh, my system, and it was making me feel really generous, so I downloaded it. I think I maybe paid $14. I was like, yeah, fuck it, that's good. You know, I want to support it, but, like, not wait forever for a sale. So, like, you know, it's, uh... You know, I'm sure the game justifies the price. That's the thing. I mean, you know, you think about how much $20 is really. <laughs> like, it's nothing. Just fucking buy the $20 game. $20 is like one person's trip to the movie with popcorn. Yeah. No, like, no good. if you live in an area with cheap theaters, it might just be your ticket. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, a couple of good hours with some popcorn and, you know, some uh, fun that happens in the dark. Or uh, some time at home with the messenger. It's, it's, your, uh, it's your decision, really. What but, kind of fun? You know, Johnny, let's keep it going to game four. <laughs> game
So, this game and its sequel are, uh, despite the name, unrelated to the long-running British television series. feeling great oh i'm feeling great i am <laughs> you yeah. should be feeling great after those fucking tunes because you know my mission tonight was pick a soundtrack that absolutely fucks and uh <laughs> <laughs> i think i did it regardless of the quality of this game so uh <laughs> david says captain america and the avengers which is sadly incorrect but my favorite long-running british television series uh, Jesse says, Are you being served? My second favorite long-running British television series. And Johnny and Alex both have the correct answer. It's Top Gear. <laughs> yes. That long-running British television series. Oh, yeah. Um, so let's talk Top Gear. The long-running British television series. Uh, Does it say the series or the <laughs> game? I like I like when they drive that three wheeled car and it flips over all the time and they have to get out and pick it up. Yeah, the Reliant Robin. Fun, okay, so fun fact, story time with me. I'm American, and I've never <laughs> watched an episode of Top Gear. <laughs> no. Surely you just. Yeah. So I've been I've been you know really trying to suppress my British accent for all these years. Um, no, uh, no. Uh, <laughs> I refuse to believe that. <laughs> and back come the Connery accents. Oh no, what have I done? Um, 
Yeah, no, Top Gear, the uh, the British television series. I know it involves cars, and it's been on for like 40 fucking years, and it's British, so I assume it involves manners as well. Not my flavor. <laughs> um, Top Gear, the SNES game, however, totally my flavor. <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> very simple, very Christmas present from Grandma. It's uh, it's a basic ass game, and I love it, man. It's it's delish. Uh, did any of you guys play this one? I did not. I mean, you played Outrun, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah that game's awesome. Twice. <laughs> um, did you play? Uh, I'm I'm speaking exclusively to the uh, like Zed Spectrum and Amiga owners here. Did you play the uh, the Lotus series? Oh. <laughs> of course, <laughs> of course. In, in oh, the man. US, we all loved our ZX yeah, John, spectrums. Tell us all about yeah. your Zed Spectrum. My banging Amiga, Amiga games. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the fact that you call it the Zed Spectrum, I can't help it. <laughs> <laughs> He's letting his I, Britishness shine. Exactly. Ah, top gear, help! <laughs> I can't help but call it the James Zed Spectrum. James May, help me. <laughs> oh man. Um, yeah, no, uh, so Top Gear is for the SNES. It's developed by a company called Gremlin Graphics, which later became Infogrames, which is a name that I hate Ooh. saying because it feels like I'm mispronouncing it. I think I did mispronounce it. I think it's Infogrames. Regardless, yeah, it's, it's weird. a British name. It's not Infogrames? I don't know, man. It's a British company, and they don't make games anymore because they chose a series of very unfortunate names. Um, and so they, uh, they made a series called Lotus, based on the cars, Lotus, uh, it's like the Lotus brand of cars. They make race cars and sports cars. And they were like, hey, we should make a racing game for Amiga and Zed Spectrum and shit and Commodore 64. And uh, so Gremlin Graphics picked that up. And then somebody was like, hey, uh, you know, the SNES is popular in America. Maybe you should put a little Top Gear in that mix. And uh, so they were like, okay, cool. We'll just call Lotus Top Gear and put it on there. And that's what it is. It's a racing game. Similar to OutRun, um, there's really, uh, it's, it's like, a, it's a slightly less charming version of OutRun. Um, it's fun though, man. I had this game back in the day. It's just fast. And it's like fun up and down mode seven style racing. It's, uh, it's got the same forced fucking perspective as Mario Kart, which I had kind of forgotten about. Um, you can only do the the horizontal split screen, like, even when you're playing one player. Down below, there's a shot, mm. it's like, a, it follows a computer car. It's like, alright, I'm John, I've entered my name, I'm on the top screen, and then it's like, you know, computer number one on the bottom screen, and it just follows them the whole time. I'm like, shouldn't that be a map? <laughs> or like a, <laughs> like a rear view mirror or something? Or should I be able to use the full screen here? No. Yeah, that's It just uh, enforced that perspective. But, uh, you know, the racing was fun, man. It was fast. You race all over the world. There's, like, America tracks and Japan tracks and, like, European tracks and then, like, British tracks. And uh, it's, uh, it's, it's tough to master because as you get further on in the game, uh, it, it, you know, they, it's strange as it sounds to say this, they tried to go for a realistic racing thing on the SNES. <laughs> so it's like... Uh, you gotta choose a car and make sure you monitor your fuel consumption and, like, pull over for a pit stop. And, uh, fucking, like, when you pull over for a pit stop, it goes into, like, a different, like, overhead mode and it shows you, like, pull in and then it just shows, like, uh, you know, your fuel meter's going up and as it is, your fucking rank is, like, going down as other cars pass you. <laughs> I'm just like, why would anybody <laughs> ever include this in a game? <laughs> like, fuck <laughs> worrying about your gas. <laughs> like... I just yeah. want to keep driving, <laughs> but uh, 
and it, and it is cute though because when you pull out of the pit stop and you've lost like five places uh, a little speech bubble comes out of the car and just says arg and I'm like yeah that's <laughs> that's what I think when I'm doing a little road race <laughs> like I had to stop and get gas arg um, but yeah, a lot of people like those sim racing games, yeah, but I've always preferred the arcadey one. Exactly, like you know, I, I mean, I, I guess I could find like a it'd be fun to find a little balance in it, but you know, you got to make like the fueling up like a mini game or something that I can accomplish. Like I can fuel up faster by like beer bong in the gas into the fucking tank or something. <laughs> like, there's got to be a way to make this go quicker. Like, you know, just throw the gas on me and I'll keep driving. Like I don't know how beer cars work. The gas. <laughs> yeah. Just, uh, you know, it's uh, it, it's an odd inclusion, but yeah, it's uh, it, it, it's a fun game, and the best part about it, I think, ultimately, is that the last circuit is like the British circuit, and one of the tracks is Loch Ness, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> guess who's in the background of the of the track? Oh my God, that sounds <laughs> Jeremy amazing. Clarkson. Yes, Jeremy Clarkson. Whoever that is, <laughs> <laughs> one of the hosts of Top Gear, John. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I like how you're talking about like how this is more of like a sim race game and it doesn't have those arcade arcade aspects and then your final point is the Loch Ness monster shows up <laughs> yeah. cameo by the Loch Ness monster who may have uh, been Jack the Ripper yeah so that, that makes it's realistic it makes sense so yeah, we've all seen David it's real like yeah. when you uh, pull over does he like trying to you know go up to your car and he's like you know. I want Tree Fitty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, dude, hey. the Loch Ness Monster was your pit crewman on the Loch Ness track. <laughs> Goddamn Loch Ness Monster. <laughs> I like the idea of it just, like, operating the little, like, tire-changing rivet gun by, like, holding it in its mouth and just yeah. using that to pull it off. I like the idea of, like, literally pulling over the Loch Ness stage and having it waste your time with, like, him asking for money. That's actually a really funny idea. Like, I'm losing ranks here, Loch Ness Monster. I gotta go. Okay, Have okay, I'll put guess? your tires Have back you on. Have you me that tree fitty? Just be about tree fitty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. I said, uh, damn yeah. you, Loch Ness Monster. Get out of here, Loch Ness Monster. <laughs> It speaks to the longevity of South Park that that reference holds up somehow <laughs> 20 years later. <laughs> like it's, it's a long time ago, and I love it. Um, but yeah, no, in the background, like, that's the thing, you know, ultimately, the visuals are kind of bland, but, like, it, you know, they throw in random things. Like, there's a Hollywood, or there's a Los Angeles course, and you pass the Hollywood sign, like, 20 times. <laughs> and, like, in the Loch Ness course, it's just, in the there's some rolling green hills and some blue, and then, like, a little neck sticking up out of it, and that's the Loch Ness Monster. So, like, all right, I like now, this place. Now, <laughs> is there a head attached to the neck, or is it just a neck? It's so far Ooh. in the distance. It, I, okay. you know, it, it's uh, it, it, you know, it's probably like ten pixels total. Like there is no detail on this bitch. <laughs> it could be anything. I thought yeah. I thought it was just going to be, be like a neck. log like was, or something. Yeah, it could be a log <laughs> or like some kind of submersible with a thing sticking what about up. Clark guy, I don't know. <laughs> could be Jeremy Clarkson. Yeah, <laughs> I really that, can't that tell guy. from this uh, from this bit quality. <laughs> See, I'm just but, imagining uh, like a headless Loch Ness monster, like the Loch Ness monster of Sleepy Hollow. Yes, you know. <laughs> With a flaming pumpkin on top of a giant dinosaur neck. Yes, Ickalock monster. Um, <laughs> not not the case in this one. But um, but yeah, the sequel apparently fixed that. They finally figured out how to not force the two-player perspective, so like you've got some more detail in the backgrounds of these, uh, these games. But by then it was like 1994, who the fuck wanted to play Top Gear 2? Um, 
yeah, the game's fun, man. It's cool. The soundtrack is great. Uh, I was, you know, I love, see, that's why I love sometimes preparing for the show, because you get to do a deep dive on some really obscure shit. And uh, so the guy that composed this game, his name's Barry Leach, uh, you know, British guy who worked for, like, you know, Gremlin Graphics or whatever, and he composed a bunch of Zed Spectrum and fucking Commodore 64 shit. And then, uh, you know, later on, uh, apparently this game and other, you know, OutRun-style games have such a following, they released a Switch game just recently called Horizon Chase Turbo. And I want to get it, quite frankly. We were talking earlier about games that are worth 20 bucks, like The Messenger. I'm not sure if Horizon Chase is that, but it's like a new version of Top Gear or OutRun. And they got the same guy who composed Top Gear to come back and make uh, make the same, like, make a, a new soundtrack, including a remix of Top Gear theme, which was one of the songs that I played. And uh, he's like this really sweet old, like, sweet middle-aged British guy. He apparently was able to contribute so much to the production that they hid something in the code of this new Horizon Chase game where at a certain point it unlocks and it's a marriage proposal to his girlfriend. The guy's just such a nice Aww. man. <laughs> like, it's like you fucking put in the right code and when the race starts it just doesn't do anything and it's a fucking like sweet saccharine marriage proposal. <laughs> it's like... Whoa, man! <laughs> like, hold the fuck up. This is, this is way more than I expected from looking into Top Gear. Like, <laughs> I remember this as a racing game I played when I was seven, and then it's like this whole ma this man's whole life revolved around Top Gear for a time. <laughs> like, you know, apparently the game was big in Brazil. Like, there's you know, Top Gear's deep, not too deep, but like strangely deep. I love. You know, that's why I love doing this show. You find out some weird shit. So. Shout out to Barry Leach for a great soundtrack, and congratulations on your marriage proposal that you buried in a modern remake of Top Gear. Like, yeah, I hope she found it. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't even play this game. <laughs> like, yes. Oh, like, that would be really humiliating. And, and actually, <laughs> see, the funny thing is, though, the the new game Horizon Chase got like a following, and people found the marriage proposal before the girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> but they, uh, they like, you know, tweeted, like, kind of covertly about it, like, hey, uh, yo, yo, Barry, what's up, man? What's up with this, uh, this thing we found? He's like, don't, please don't say anything about that just yet. You know she's dead, right? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, uh, they, like, kept the secret until she actually played the game. <laughs> nice. Yeah, so it's, you know, it's sweet, man. You know, Top Gear is just the game that sparked this whole crazy thing. It's a very basic bitch fucking Super Nintendo racing game. <laughs> with a dope fucking soundtrack that, you know, some bridge man decided, yeah, I'm going to propose to my girlfriend to do a fucking remake of this game. Like, it's nuts. I love it. That'll show her. And should <laughs> Horizon Chase Turbo ever go on sale, I'll totally buy it. I'm not paying $20 for it, for real, though. It's not $20. <laughs> yeah, take that. Did you say it's worth three fifty? It's, oh, David, it's worth <laughs> significantly more than three fifty. <laughs> so, Johnny. Game five. Thank you. <laughs>
Alright, so uh, this game was a subject of an overwhelming number of negative American reviews. Uh, GameSpot said it was a really, really terrible game. X-Play said it was a waste of time and money. Uh, Electronic Gaming Monthly said that someone crapped in a jewel case and passed it off as a game. <laughs> <laughs>
How is everybody feeling? Surprised by your selection, quite frankly. But, uh... Oh, really? For the record, <laughs> I'm into it. <laughs> well, do we have any guesses? I mean, that is part of the yeah, show. Yeah, come on. Everybody else Googled crap in a jewel case. Ooh. Okay. We got David with E7. Uh, that's incorrect. Why YSB. <laughs> Uh, Johnny says that game I made no he did not make any game and then Alex and John with the correct answer Dragon Ball Z Ultimate Battle 22 that's that's fucking crazy which which if you um, unlock the bonus characters the title screen will say Ultimate Battle 27 so. no shit yeah it's not even the right name <laughs> well just that, so, after you uh, unlock the bonus characters though <laughs> Now I'm curious. Wait, is 22 and 27 the number of characters in the game? Yes. Oh, yeah. I thought this was the 22nd game in the series. I no. mean, close, but <laughs> <It> no. <probably laughs> <laughs> now I'm curious, John, what game did you make? Or did are you insinuating that you at some point took a crap into a jewel case? It could be both. <laughs> that was <laughs> <Yeah>. the game. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, see, the disc inside the case is why your game didn't work. Like... <laughs> You gotta actually make the game and like press a copy of it. You can't just uh, can't just literally shit into the jewel case. <laughs> you gotta you gotta program the game, John. Um, man, Dragon Ball Z Ultimate Battle Twenty Two. Oh boy! <laughs> wow. So okay, Jesse. this game. First off, originally when I first played this game, I had fondness for it, but that was because Dragon Ball Z games weren't something just hanging off the shelves, you know. Like, I think, right. like, this game did get an American release, as did um, Final Bout GT. And that game's not great either. But, um, <laughs> but that's, you know, as far as Dragon Ball Z games, that's what we had. And uh, I was, me and my, uh, Anthony, we were really big into Dragon Ball Z at the time. Um, and so he had modded his PlayStation, and we had gotten a burn copy of it somehow. And um, we played that game, and, you know... I feel like I knew it was bad, but at the same time, <laughs> I was getting to play as Vegeta, and so that was, you know. Yeah, man. But Playing as Vegeta cures what ails you. The, you the, know. the thing uh, is, though, like, man, like, okay, here's how it's shitty. Like, the backgrounds are just boring. The well, you No, know, hold on. So, you know, the reason it's shitty is that it's a PlayStation 1 Dragon Ball Z game that was released in America in 2003. Well, like, yeah. <laughs> that's why it's shitty they that they apparently too. took eight years to crank this thing out for america yeah we played the japanese like, version <laughs> right yeah yeah <laughs> I, I love the idea that like you know they were like 
you know, we only got like a year left before we published that Budokai thing, but man, people are really kind of clamoring for some DBZ shit. It's like, I don't know, man. You want to just fucking send over that PlayStation 1 game that we have? Yeah, fuck it. Send it. (laughs) Which it was published by uh, Infogrames in the United States, too. (laughs) The the Top Gear? (laughs) Motherfucker. What a connection. Unintentional. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, that's, see, and that's why Infrogrames is fucking out of business. Like, you published a bunch of Top Gear, and then you sent over an eight-year-old DBZ game to America. You know, Japan got them good, man. They fucking, they, you know, they punked them. Punked them good. <laughs> like, to be, to be honest, my biggest, biggest problem with this game is just the moves. Like, there were no actual beam moves. Like, when Goku does his Kamehameha, he just shoots a fireball. And it's like, have you even seen Dragon Ball Z? Like, everyone's move is like Final Flash is a big fucking beam. That's why they, like, clash and stuff. And it made no sense to me because Super Nintendo had Hyper Dimension, and that had some sweet-looking beams on that game. Mm. And it's... Yeah, man. DBZ's kind of all about the beams. Like, you know, what the fuck do you have without beams? Like, balls. But not... mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah, see, it makes no sense for you to be able to control a ball and like push it and like you know fight with your rival once inside your hands it makes more sense with beam like yeah, yeah it's, it's a visual language of Dragon Ball Z I mean they had stake here. they had fireballs and stuff and that's well and good but when Goku or you know someone else does a beam type weapon you know do the fucking beam or like Krillin's Destructo Disc should look like a fucking disc some kind of a, uh, more of an oval looking ball of fire but nope it looks stupid too like, everyone's moves look stupid in this game, and it's like, come on. Ouch. It hurts, man. Yeah. It's, it's a goddamn shame. You know, because uh, we, you know, I don't know. This really could have put Dragon Ball Z over the top here in America. Like, yeah. this game was fantastic, or this game was, uh, you know, really something that American audiences were clamoring for it. You know, they needed a reason to love Dragon Ball Z, not just Toonami. Toonami wasn't enough. People didn't, people didn't love Dragon Ball Z. They needed this game. Well, they sure do now, uh, so... Yeah, everything's back uh, the way it should be. <laughs> so, Johnny, I'm I'm coming to you, man. Tell me your favorite fighter, not featured in Dragon Ball Z Ultimate Battle 22. Who got left off the roster, Haas? Well, I was really disappointed when they didn't have Zangief in the game because he's probably the God! best fighter. <laughs> Damn it! I should have known this would backfire. I, you know, you just you know, you just watch Ralph face the internet too. You got Zangief on the brain. I have you actually not seen that movie yet. I really need to. It looks really good. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's fine. It's, fine. Um, it's not great. No, Zangief sadly is not in the game. Okay. Um, yeah, it's good. I'm, I'm just looking Dave, up. Dave, you're the big Dragon Ball Z guy. That's It's a Dragon Ball Z game on PlayStation 1. That's why I've had so much to say. Yeah, it's stuck inside David's wheelhouse. He can't get it out. Although I have looked up the roster for this game and... I am incredibly upset that there is one character not on this roster. Um, I don't see Mr. Satan. Yeah, he's in yeah. the game. Is he? Yeah, he uh, he doesn't have a strength meter because he doesn't use uh, Kai and stuff, and he flies around on a little jetpack. Oh, yeah, he's, he's unlockable. He's one of the 27. He's not one of the initial 22. Oh, okay. I was looking at yeah. the initial roster. Okay. Well, but then thank it, God. Then it has Crisis Mr. averted, yeah. quite frankly. <laughs> Gotta have Mr. Satan. So this is gonna make or break no, my uh, interest in the game. Uh, how many times has over nine thousand been set in that game? <laughs> it's a fair question. I don't, 
I don't think there's any like dial. Is there dialogue? That's weird. That's so zero. It's actually <laughs> no. It's funny that Alex brought that up because one of the things about uh, Ultimate Battle 22 is that when they sent it to America, they didn't localize it. They instead of localizing it, cut all the dialogue. <laughs> so. All the pre-battle banter and, like, you know, people talking shit, it's just not there. It's just like a PlayStation 1 fighting game with Dragon Ball Z characters, and they don't talk. <laughs> I'm like, that's Wait, a terrible choice. No, 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 I've only seen, I've only seen, like, one or two episodes of Dragon Ball Z, but my recollection is that the show is about 22 minutes of talking about fighting and then two minutes of fighting. So I feel like that by cutting all the talking about fighting out of the game, you're doing a disservice to your fan base. Well, I mean, no, I by vary. cutting all the talking out of the show, you've created a fighting game. <laughs> but, that's <laughs> yeah, how that works. Uh, no, but yeah, Dragon Ball Z famously, back in the day, back when we had to deal with those fucking long, long arcs, yes, there were a lot of charge-ups, and then a lot <laughs> of cuts Kai. to... A lot of cuts to Bulma being like, oh no, what are we gonna do? It's like, no, 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 go back to the fight. I was invested in that. Don't you know? Don't go to Bulma yeah, right I now. I just remember <laughs> tuning in one time, and there's a guy just flying around the world the whole episode, and I was like, I don't understand what this is. <laughs> yeah, he's looking for uh, Dragon uh, yeah. Balls. <laughs> one of my favorite memories of watching Dragon Ball Z and realizing I was far too invested in the show. It was right around the time that Toonami was airing the Android Saga in America. Oh yeah. One of the androids, I believe it was Android 18? No, uh, shit. 19 or 20. One of the ones that gets blown up. Uh, he's got Yamcha in, like, a chokehold or something, and I'm like, oh, man, this is about to get good. He's about to, like, blow his fucking stomach off or something. He's gonna blast this motherfucker. And my buddy Cole comes over to the house, and he's like, John, what are you doing, man? Come on, let's go. Let's, uh, you know, we gotta, like, go somewhere. I'm like, nah, man, I gotta, I gotta watch this. It's gonna, <laughs> you know, shit's about to get real. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, come on, hang out, watch the fucking show with me. <laughs> yeah, and instead of anything happening, nothing happened, <laughs> and it went to the next episode. Oh. And <laughs> Cole was pissed because he spent like eighteen <laughs> minutes watching the show with me, and then we like rode bikes to go to someone else's house. <laughs> like, literally, nothing happened. <laughs> See, I've, I never. One got of my into... most like anime shame moments. <laughs> I could never get into Dragon Ball, and I, I tried because I had a friend in high school who was like super super into. He's like, oh, you gotta watch. It's like, yeah, okay, like. Anime, Me. all about fighting. Like, I could get into. No, it wasn't you. It was a guy I went to high school with. Um, right. And he's like, no, no, you, you gotta get into it. It's like, and then once they get to the Frieza art, it's like, and Goku squares off against Frieza. It's like, oh, that that sounds like a dramatic fight. It's like, yeah. And then you know, on episode four of the fight, it's like, I'm sorry, what? It's like there's four episodes of the. Well, yeah, oh, no, Frieza it has long. like it's multiple like, forms and stuff, dude. So yeah, they dude. Keep, like so you just like have like intense like fighting. It's like well, well, no, like it's like a ten minute fight, but you know across these six episodes, like uh, no, no, yeah. no, no. Jokes on you, man. <laughs> that that fight takes like thirty episodes. <laughs> it's so long. <laughs> it's that's dope. good though. It's good <laughs> it took though. My entire summer. <laughs> It was so worth it, though. <laughs> I love Dragon Ball. Um, Jesus, I fucking love it too, man. I'm glad it's cool again. You know, Dragon Ball oh, yeah. Fighter Z was dope, and I, you know, I haven't watched uh, watched any Super yet. But like, uh, I saw I one of the movies in the theater. That was wild seeing Dragon Ball Z on a movie screen. See, mm. yeah, like I found out about like Resurrection F way too late. I was like, wait, 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 hold up. They made a Dragon Ball Z movie. And it's With about Frieza. bringing back Frieza? <laughs> like, no! Why didn't anybody tell me? <laughs> like, that's my fucking movie! <laughs> and then 
No, I missed it, so I had to watch it at home, and it was dope. But like, yeah, you know, <laughs> if they have an American release of like Super Broly, I'm, I'm there. Like, I'm yeah. not missing Dragon Ball Z in the theater again. That's crazy. Come on, it's, it's just so big and stupid. I know. You're <laughs> it's like the best. <laughs> Look at all those muscles. They <laughs> don't even make sense anymore. <laughs> you're a teenager again, right there, just like, yeah. oh fuck. Uh, and all the fun that happens in the dark at the movie theater. Yeah. Um, Game six. <laughs> And, uh, <laughs> moving to game six somehow. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, no, Dragon Ball's dope. And it takes forever, unless you're playing in fighting game form, in which case it's alright. Um, in which case it's just non-stop action, the way you want it to be. Unless they release a PlayStation 1 game in 2003, that's a big problem. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, man, it's fucking fantastic, so. Um, Johnny, are we going to the calculating computer, or do we need to go to my backup back pocket plan of a lightning round to settle this episode. Lightning round! Dun, dun, dun. Okay, folks, we got a lightning round. We're closing out 2018. It's our first episode of 2019. So I had to bring a lightning round just in case. And uh, we're talking about the best games of 2018. Um... It's, uh, it's a little too early in the year to quantify, like, what was the best and what was the best-selling games of 2018, but that's not going to stop me from administering this lightning round, because <laughs> guess who published a fantastic and helpful list? Everybody take your hands off your keyboards, no more Googling. Shit. Of the best-selling video game stuff of 2018. My man <sighs> Amazon, always there with a fantastic list. So, I've got the top 20 selling games on Amazon.com from 2018 and I'm gonna take five off the list because five of the games didn't come out in 2018 they came out in 2017 I was gonna ask uh, since it's or, Amazon are we including like pre-orders for 2019 or we are not okay uh, and I'll tell you the games that are coming off the list uh, number five Mario Kart 8 Deluxe number six Super Mario Odyssey number 10 Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild number 13 Minecraft for Nintendo Switch specifically and number 14 Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze, also for Nintendo Switch, specifically. I'm sensing so, a pattern. Uh, you know, maybe you should use that pattern to your advantage in the lightning round, in which we are now going to name the remaining 15 games, uh, the top 15 of 2018. I wish I had gone to 18, but the list didn't go that far. So we're going to start with the low man on the totem pole, which surprisingly is David Fleming. So Super Smash <laughs> Brothers Ultimate. Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Do you have a guess on where it is on the list? Isn't it number one? It is number one on the list of best-selling games on Amazon for the year. I think it's because they offered it at a discount. I was going to say, best-selling games of 2018, and it was released December 7th. Yes. Okay, so, Smash Brothers is number one. Johnny, give me another game from the list. Red Dead Dead Redemption 2. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Despite his Star Fox accent, Red Dead Redemption 2 is on the list at number two. Alex, you are next. Give me another game from this list. Uh, I'm going to say a little indie title called Call of Duty Black Ops 4. (laughs) The man knows his cod blops. He's right. That is actually number eight on the list. Uh, Jesse, what do you got for us, man? God of War. God of War. Uh, a lot of people's game of the year, number nine on the list. David? Spider-Man. Spider-Man, also known as Marvel's Spider-Man, is number four on the list. 
You're correct. Johnny. Uh, did Super Mario Odyssey come out this year? It did not. I actually explicitly took that <laughs> yes. off the list prior to the Sorry. Oh, man. Um, was there a Pokemon game? Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu? Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu. Number seven on the list. Yeah. Yeah. Alex, what do you got for us? Uh, Mario Tennis Aces? Mario Tennis Aces, surprisingly. Uh, high on the list at number 12. Jesse. Monster Hunter World. Monster Hunter World, sadly, depressingly so, <laughs> not in the top 20. And again, this is an Amazon published list of their best sellers. So maybe it was maybe it was the best seller somewhere else, like Japan, you know, at like a retail store, but not on this list, unfortunately. David. God, what the hell else came out this year? Nothing else. The oh, lightning round oh, is over. Oh, um, <laughs> Super Mario Party. Super Mario Party. You got a guess on that spot? <laughs> um, th- have we used three? Three? It's up there. <laughs> it's three. Okay, it's three. Surprisingly high. <laughs> Johnny, what do you got for us, man? Every year, Madden is a safe bet. <laughs> it's a very safe bet, and it's not on this list. Oh! <laughs> Damn it. Alex, what do you got, man? Uh... You know, I forgot what version of Pokemon Johnny said, so I'm going to say the other one, which I think is Eevee. Yes, Johnny said, let's go Pikachu, and Alex takes, let's go Eevee, the less popular version. I can't imagine why. Um, Not according to my Jesse, friends list. Yeah, exactly. People fucking like Eevee. Uh, you know, I, don't, I don't know, man. I, I, didn't, I didn't support that. Jesse, what do you got? Fortnite. Oh. I it's not I, on this list. You know, I think that's free, because, isn't it? I mean, I think yes. it officially came out this year, but like, uh. I, I still think it qualifies as free. And for the record, you guys have taken the top uh, nine games on the list, so we are down to the bottom half of this list. And uh, I'm going to be impressed when you guys get any of these. So, uh, David, what do you got for us, man? Octopath Traveler? Amazingly. And so happily for me, Octopath Traveler is on the list at number 17. I mean, I'm just trying to think of Switch games that came out this year. That's a good idea. Uh, Johnny, what do you got for us, man? The Messenger? (laughs) That is a digital game, and therefore does not need to be purchased on Amazon. (laughs) So, no. Uh, Alex, what do you got? What about Kirby Star Allies? I love Kirby Star Allies, and it's not on this list. And actually, you know, I need to play that because I need to know if there's something disgusting and tragic about it. Jesse, what do you got for us? Dragon Quest XI. Dragon Quest XI, not on the list. Jesus Christ. There are, and for the record, there are five games for me. Uh, David, what do you have? Wasn't there a Spyro remaster? Like a Spyro... Yeah, like Spyro... There, were, there was a remaster Spyro game? Spyro Trilogy? Spyro HD? Something like that? I've been no-selling it, but yeah, you're right, David. Spyro Reignited Trilogy is on the list. Probably because it only costs $20, but hey, it's there. <clears throat> so, uh, Johnny, what do you got for us, man? Um... 
Now you're into the real good ones. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I'm gonna guess. Hmm. NBA 2K2 for the second Dreamcast. Try again. NBA this year 2K19. Yes, that's correct. You <laughs> son of a bitch. Not the one with Ben Wallace on the cover. You fucking with your 2K2 shit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, Alex. Three games left. What do you have? Oh, I really wish I could say like NHL 19 or something. No. Um. <laughs> Sadly, no. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I don't know. Forza Horizon 4? Not on the list, unfortunately. Jesse, what do you have? WWE 2K19. Also, sadly, not on the list. And here we go. Last time around the horn. David, kick us off. I'm going to take a shot in the dark based on, like, your hints. Lavo. Oh, that's a good guess, but it's wrong. Okay. It'd be pretty cool if it were correct, but, uh, you know, I don't know, man. Uh, $70 worth of cardboard, less popular than other video games. Johnny, what do you got? WWF No Mercy. <laughs> I was say, if you say the thing, that was Jesse a pretty great said, game. It's a great game. You know, I'm surprised your guess wasn't Sonic Adventure. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're wrong. Uh, Alex. Uh, Captain Toad? Captain Toad, not on the list. And the final guess. Jesse, what do you have? Starlink. Starlink Battle for Atlas. Uh, propelled by its Star Fox DLC. Sadly, not on the list. So that is the end of the lightning round. The three answers that you guys did not get. Number 16, a little game called Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Oh, fuck me. Oh, yeah. Damn. <laughs> You know, just, uh, I, just I, Assassin's Creed, I, killing their way through the most popular story of all time, the Odyssey. Uh, number 18, a game that none of us should ever play, Just Dance 2019. <laughs> and, uh, of course uh, that's a top seller, <laughs> fuck. Yeah, number 20, and perhaps most depressingly, Fallout 76. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, that came out. Yeah, I always wanted to say people that bought that game. Really? Is it the ultimate fire beware, or is it just kind of bad? Like, I, I really, I can't get a read on that. Like, is it the worst game ever? Um, I think it's the game that's definitely broken my heart the most. I mean, I really love Fallout, and this game is just, just stay away. <laughs> Question. It's not there did, yet. Did you pre-order it, and if so, has this made you, like, never want to pre-order ever again? <laughs> He's right. I mean, I did, but I wasn't like one of those people that, you know, try to pre-order, like, the special edition and got totally fucked over on that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm very I'm very firmly in the, like, why pre-order camp? Wait for it to come out. <laughs> like, yeah, you can get exactly. it the same day on the internet. Who cares? Right. <laughs> and you can read a review first. <laughs> yeah. But, I, love, anyway. I love every time and, I go to a GameStop and they're like, oh, yeah, I'm, on, I'm here to pick up, you know, this game. Did you pre-order? No. Well, you know, you really no. should pre-order because we have limited yeah. supplies. Um, here's your copy. Game, please? Like, thank you, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Good taste, sir. Uh, Every time so anyway. I, I, I remember going to a GameStop and, you know, the highest game is sold out if you didn't pre-order it. But you go across the street to, like, Target and there's, like, stacks and stacks and stacks of the same game. Like, yeah, no, like, my, my anti-pre-ordering <laughs> policy has literally just been, like, if I really want something, go to Target in the morning. 
<laughs> it's always there. <laughs> it's never an issue. Oh, Smash Bros. is coming out. Should I pre-order? No, I should not. I should just go to Target in the morning. <laughs> like, it's just not that difficult because I'm an adult. <laughs> oh, man. I, I remember when Mario Odyssey came out, I went to Target like 10 minutes after they opened and there were two of us in line at the electronics department. And like yeah. we both looked at each other's Odyssey, Odyssey. All right, cool. Odyssey. Yeah. Odyssey, yes, see. Um, uh, and then we so anyway, the Donkey Kong dance. Exactly, yeah, and you kissed, it's alright. Uh, so, the uh, final results from the lightning round, Alex and Johnny both got three, Jesse only one, and David got five points, and my scorekeeper crashed. So Johnny, start the calculating computer. Calculating computer activated. Computers. Beeps. Beeps. <laughs> Scoring complete. This game's winner is... David Fleming. Of course it is. He, uh, he charged his way back to the top of the leaderboard despite getting very few games correct tonight. With I, a fantastic lightning round. I got many Best games tonight, games. just not within the main <laughs> game. Right. So, you know games that came out last year... And, uh, you know, it, it served you well tonight, David. Congratulations. So, uh, Thank you so much. What a game. What a show. And, David, it's time to tell everybody what the theme is for next week's episode. Okay. Um, well, the theme for next week's episode, uh, I just wanted to double check to make sure that my bonus music was appropriate. Um, you know, I started thinking, because, no. you know, this is our first show of 2019. We're still in January, the first month. So... A lot of firsts getting thrown out, a lot of new beginnings. So I was thinking our theme should be firsts. Games that are the first in a series, the first on a console, that feature the first appearance of a character, first 3D game in a series, you know, a game that features a notable first. I like it. I'm into it. It's one of those Mario nice Kart wide open place. themes. Now, okay, you know, for, for the record, are we talking like uh, your first something or a game that is like notably a first something? Because like, you know, Monster Hunter World was my first Monster Hunter game, but uh, it's by no means anyone else's first Monster Hunter game. <laughs> so. You know, I'll leave That's that up to your discretion. Um, preferably games that are notable firsts, but if you want to make a personal connection, you know, I'll allow it. All right. For the record, I'm into it. Because that just spreads that theme wide open, man. It just gets me ready, and I'm just going to dive two hands straight <laughs> into it. Um, so, fantastic theme for next week's episode. First, coming on uh, episode 140 of Game That Tune. Uh, thank you, everybody, for playing along with us. Uh, we really appreciate everybody hanging out. We had a great live crowd tonight, you know, active chat. Thanks to everybody watching with us. YouTube.com slash GameThatTune. Facebook.com slash GameThatTune. Twitch.tv slash GameThatTune. And everybody listening along in our Discord channel. We really appreciate you guys being here. We're live every Wednesday night starting at 9 p.m. Eastern. Uh, thanks to everybody listening in podcast form. We come out Wednesday mornings. And uh, you know we really appreciate you finding us in your iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, thanks to everybody that checks out Patreon.com slash GameThatTune. It's the home for our stupid fun exclusives. We've got Jesse's Covered Up series. We've got, uh, you know, fantastic mixtapes. We did so much Smash Brothers stuff. And we've got our end-of-year mix coming up real soon for 2018, featuring a lot of choice tracks. And we've got our fantastic, and I say that, you know, easily unqualified, fantastic 
Game That Tune movie commentaries. Uh, our newest one is the Double Dragon movie, and uh, my goodness. You need to get yourself a copy of the Double Dragon 4K Blu-ray when it comes out here in a couple of weeks and listen to it with our commentary because, you know, you want insight? You want, you know, behind-the-scenes action? We have none of it. We're watching along with you in utter horror of what is occurring on the screen. So check out uh, check out Game That Tune Goes to the Movies. It's, uh, it's all made possible by Patreon.com slash Game That Tune, and we thank you. Special thanks to our super fan tier producers, Alex Messenger, who is live on the show tonight, and again, our longest tenured and most celebrated super fan tier producer, <laughs> as well as Lance Revere, Damian Beckles, and John Jekyll. Thank you all so much for your support of the show. Um, no requests tonight, but if you have requests, you can hit us up, GameThatTune at gmail.com. You can hit us in our Discord channel. Uh, you can hit us on Twitter at GameThatTune, or you can find us individually on Twitter and just, you know, pepper us with requests, because we always love taking them. We love, you know, just digging into the old crates of video game music and finding fantastic stuff. I'm there at JGangsta187. You can find John Regan on Twitter at JPReganJR. You can find Jesse Moore on Twitter at Sega underscore Legend. Uh, I'm not sure how much Alex uses Twitter, but I want to take a ch- uh, you know this opportunity to say thank you so much, Alex, for being on the show. It really uh, means a lot to us that you joined us tonight and uh, brought your namesake game. So if you have a Twitter, uh, hit us with it, or just you know I don't know, say whatever you want right now. Uh, you could follow me at the Messenger 94 on Twitter, but I much recommend check out my Facebook group, the VGM Podcast Fans. If you're into VGM podcasts, such as Game That Tune. I mean, you're going to enjoy the hell out of that group. Yes, that's right. Works. You should go there. We, uh, we we talk about video game music. We talk about video game music podcasts. We play games together. It's all there on Facebook. Search for VGM Podcast Fans. It's a fantastic group. And one of the only reasons left that I use Facebook. Uh, yeah, and you honestly. can find tonight's winner, David Fleming, on Twitter at... DFD Fleming. Fuck yeah, David. So uh, what is that appropriate bonus tune that you have for, uh, you know, to send everybody home tonight? So uh, we are sending you home with the bonus music of Splash Blue, the theme of the first female robot master, Splash Woman, from Mega Man 9. Damn it, he's right, folks. Peace out, everybody.
Kirby Planet Robobot is copyright 2016 HAL Laboratory Incorporated and Nintendo of America Incorporated. Hellfire is copyright 1991 Toa Plan Company Limited. The Messenger is copyright 2018 Sabotage Studio and Devolver Digital. Top Gear is copyright 1992 Gremlin Graphics and Chemco. Dragon Ball Z Ultimate Battle 22 is copyright 2003 Bandai Company Limited. They weren't even fucking Bandai Namco. David, thank you for asking, because, you know, I... Three, two, one! I'm sorry, I thought, I thought that was my cue. Go ahead, John. <laughs> when has it ever been your cue to start the jingle without someone uttering the key the phrase. phrase? The phrase that pays. Yeah, right. So, right. Fuck! Good lord! I'm sorry, what is that going phrase that pays? This is just how we wanted to start the new year. Uh, it's, uh, it's a Shamble. new year, new, uh, new, uh, show with un, you know, un-run-by-me bits, and, uh... I still have your, your earlier free-play jingle where it's you freestyle rapping, and then you start incorporating the fucking sound bits into it? Yeah, I'm done with that. I, <laughs> I've tapped that well. It's over. <laughs> you know, it's so just gonna be old sound clips from now on. <laughs> Uh, and really, I was struggling with that one, and then I was looking around, and uh, I, you know, I was looking up like the sound effects uh, page, like you know, it's like the sound resource, and they've got just like ripped sound effects from a bunch of games. And one of the things I was like, oh, they got Switch stuff. What do they have? And they only have like six Switch games. Well, one of them is Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, and one of the things they have is all of Snake's codex with no background noise. I'm like, I've been waiting years for that. <laughs> like, I can do anything I want. I spent like an hour editing together sounds to make it sound like David Hayter said penis. And then <laughs> scrapped the whole thing in favor of just playing the, this guy kind of gives me the creeps after Johnny did his fox penis thing. I spent so long pulling together Good. the penis clip. I had to find a clip of him saying Ness. And then I had to find a clip of him saying peach. And then I had to edit the two things together and change the tempos and the pitch. So it sounded like he said you, penis. It was, do you still have, like, just the sound? I think I do still have the raw penis sound. I need to see. I would like to hear <laughs> the raw penis sound. The raw penis. New episode title. This would be great for one of those bonus episodes. The old raw snake penis. The <laughs> <laughs> sound of a raw penis. Oh, that looks. I mean, oh, is that the sound, Justin? Yeah, does it look like this? <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> There's a gorilla wearing a tie here. He's huge. I don't think I could even lift that penis. <laughs> Whoa, that was really good. It's pretty good, right? <laughs> that was. I'm, that was really. You made it sound terrible. That was pretty believable. 